It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Good morning. Good morning, everyone. What's going on? My name is Mika Gadsden. I'm the host of Miked Up on Ohm, which typically airs each Friday at 4 p.m. But I'm here with a very special Miked Up. Uh, I wanted to make sure that Ohm listeners and the extended Charleston community would have access to timely information regarding um you know, COVID-19 and, you know, what what it's meant here locally for us all. Um, currently, uh, the city is basically shut down, right? Every day, every hour, it seems, there's a new mandate being handed down, if not federally, um, from the state level, from our Governor McMaster. Um, you know, we're, we're getting new news almost every hour that's restricting our movements even more. And I know a lot of folks are seeking information. I know a lot of folks may be, um, you know, this is your first time dealing with something on this on this scale. And so I, I hope that this show today, I hope that whatever uh, you hear in this show is helpful. Uh, what I want to do is just connect people with resources and viable information. And uh, yeah, let's just jump into it. Um, at the time of this recording, it's 6.25 a.m. I am located in uh, downtown Charleston. Just uh, This is my temporary home <laughs> for a second um, as I just work to create content again in real time or as close to real time as possible to um, to just give or to make accessible for for those listening uh, to OM right now. And if you are consuming Miked Up via podcast, um, you will have access to links and other information in the show description notes. So, um, you know, if you're listening via SoundCloud or uh, via uh, iTunes, there'll be links to some important information. Um, Yesterday, after I stumbled through so many headlines, y'all, and I want to just say thank y'all for bearing with me. Um, I don't know what was going on. I think it was a confluence of, of just so many things, but I was just so um, amped up. I was so ready and so anxious about, you know, getting information out. And um, thank you for just uh, sitting with me and listening to me read off a couple of headlines. Um, thankfully, uh, a former colleague of mine or uh, a current a supporter of OM Radio, Eileen Waldron. Eileen is someone I met when I first became a radio show host on OM. Uh, Eileen reached out to me and was like, hey, heard your show. Thank you for doing what you're doing and taking the initiative. Here's some help. And um, I wanted to just thank Eileen for providing me with a tremendous amount of resources. Um, I've, I've taken Eileen's list and her recommendations, um, and I'm going to make that available in the description um, of this show. Again, if you're listening on demand via podcast, um, you know, on iTunes or um, on um SoundCloud. Uh, so yeah, so thank you, Eileen. And so there, she's curated a list of very important national and local resources. So instead of me trying to just kind of curate or, or um, instead of me trying to just go through an entire newspaper and just prattle off lines, um, she made a great list. So I'll provide that. So it, um, I'm going to make it specific to each county and then of course the city of Charleston because I know the own radio listeners largely um, they are in the Charleston area but I'll definitely provide information 
uh, for people in North Charleston as well. And I think that's on Eileen's list. But let me just go ahead and hop into, um, you know, today's headlines. I think it's still important to lift up the reporting that we are uh, receiving from the Post and Courier. They've been amazing in terms of taking their coronavirus um, coverage and taking it from behind the paywall and making it accessible largely to the public. So um, that's great. I am a subscriber of the Post and Courier. I encourage folks um, who are listening. I think this time that we're living in right now, um, while it is largely uncomfortable, inconvenient, um, it's not always positive. I think the one positive thing that can come out of this is how local resources are all banding together to make sure folks have access to either information or things like uh, material things like uh, need uh, needs <laughs> like food, um, like educational resources for kids who are currently, you know, engaged in distance learning at home. Uh, so in the Post and Courier to me is just one of those resources that I rely on. So um, hopefully you all will support the Post and Courier and support this this quality reporting and go ahead and subscribe to them. Uh, the headline reads for today, Wednesday, March 18th, uh, hospitality industry plans 1600 layoffs. So we're seeing the, go- the COVID-19 Um, virus pandemic, we're seeing it really start to impact uh, businesses. We already saw the impact, right? We've already seen our local Starbucks restrict their services to drive through only. We, we already saw, you know, the, the, the chains and, and kind of get hit. Um, But when it comes to Charleston's bread and butter, which is the hospitality industry and also tourism, you know, we're really starting to see how this is going to impact Um, you know, the city. So hospitality industries plans 1600 layoffs. The paper goes on to say outbreak hits two major restaurant operators and carriage tours. And so um, I'm not going to read the the article, um, but it is written by Hannah Raskin uh, and Emily Williams. So please check that out. That is the The first headline, the second headline from the Post and Courier today reads, Tough Times on the Strand, State Tourism Hub, Myrtle Beach, Taking Hit Amid Coronavirus Crisis. Of course, like we said, like life is just not, it's not what it was three weeks ago, right? You know, thank God we had food and wine recently and some other great events. But, you know, life as we kind of knew it is going to cease for a second. Um, And for a second, it's looking like several months at the very least. Um, The other major headline that I think is very important um, from the front page of the Post and Courier is um, that the the number of virus infections is growing every day. So um, again, the Post and Courier does have a, a real-time um, virus tracker tool that you can access online. Um, but also, this is the headline that um, to a story that was written by Gregory Yee, uh, Fleming Smith, and Sarah, I think it's Coelho. And it reads, South Carolina virus cases rise to 47 in 13 counties. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of this because I, I, I think this is the most important headline on the front page above the fold. Um, it reads, as the number of positive coronavirus tests in South Carolina grew to 47, Governor Henry McMaster ordered gatherings of 50 or more people halted in order to slow COVID-19 spread. McMaster also ordered the state tax deadlines both to file and to pay be delayed until June 1st and asked medical centers to reserve time and equipment for necessary, uh, yeah, for necessary and coronavirus related procedures. 
South Carolina had 47 reported cases in 13 counties as of Tuesday afternoon. Uh, the new cases announced Tuesday include one in Beaufort County, two in Charleston County, one in Calhoun County, five in Kershaw County, one in Lexington County, one in Richland County, one in York County, one in Greenville County, and one in Horry County. A case previously identified as a case from Kershaw County was actually a Fairfield, Fairfield County case, South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control officials said. And I'll stop right there. Again, that's an article written by Gregory E. Fleming-Smith and Sarah Coelho in today's Post and Courier. So that's your front page headlines. Our hospitality and tourism industries are taking a hit. Restaurateurs are forced to lay off a number of um, workers. And, of course, Myrtle Beach. Um, you know, there was a host of... Um, sporting events that were scheduled to take place in the coming weeks. And we're seeing all of that just come to a screeching halt. Myrtle Beach um, is known for, you know, everything, you know, beach community, golfing, all of that. So folks there are feeling the, are reeling from the impact. I do want to read one more headline from Below the Fold um, on the front page of today's Post and Courier. Um, it reads, Camden Experience Highlights Importance the importance of testing. Um, so Camden County is currently um, is currently demonstrating or modeling um, some great, um, I guess, progress in testing. I think the access of testing is was really um, scratched. It had people scratching their heads. Um, I am the daughter of two aging um, seniors, and uh, access to testing for me is critical. And I'm tracking what other counties are doing. Shout out to MUSC and to Roper St. Francis. Those two hospital uh, systems have been very, um, I guess, um, they've been on the front lines in terms of testing and, and providing the drive-through testing that we've seen on local news. Um, and speaking of local news, another a news resource that I rely heavily upon outside of the um, outside of the Post and Courier is that of uh, a live five news. Yeah. So again, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and at this time I'm not going to read, of course, live five news is television. So I'm going to go, Oh, excuse me. I'm going to go ahead and, and um, play a headline from or play a quick story, a two minute story from Live 5 News that also helps you um, understand where we are as of um, Wednesday morning. And also, um, this is going to go further into the recent news from Governor McMaster requiring restaurants to stop all dine in services. Before it was a recommendation, now it's a mandate that all dine in services cease um, beginning Wednesday. So uh, here's Live 5 News. Now, from the Low Country's news leader, this is Live 5 News. In the last hour, we've learned there are now 47 cases of coronavirus in our state. One person has died. The state health department says two of the new cases are here in Charleston County, bringing the total number for Charleston County now to three. We've learned those two people were patients at Roper St. Francis Healthcare. We've also learned more details about how South Carolina is responding. Governor Henry McMaster has issued an executive order for all bars and restaurants to be takeout or drive-through only. That will start tomorrow. The governor also announced that the state tax deadline will now be extended to June 1st. He says that guideline is separate from any federal tax guidelines. 
Right now, restaurants and bars in the Lowcountry reacting to this executive order. Paola Tristan Arruda is live for us in downtown Charleston. And Paola, what are they telling you? Well, right now, some of those restaurants have already closed while others are trying their best to keep open. Some of that includes limiting the number of people that come into the restaurant. This was all, of course, before Governor Henry McMaster made that decision today. Now, right now, I'm at Gaupon Gaushu. This is a traditional Brazilian steakhouse in downtown Charleston, and this is a relatively new restaurant. Now, I'm here with Gustavo, who's a surfer here. Um, so tell me, you know, hearing about the news, how have you guys... Um, felt about knowing that you guys are going to be only taking doing takeouts. I mean, it's a complicated situation for both employers and the employees, but the Galpon Kaushu management, they respect and uh, the decision of the governor and uh, we are confident that this decision will keep like South Carolina from getting to like places like other countries in the world. And so, you know, obviously you guys have had to prepare for something like this. You guys have prepared for the coronavirus and now having to prepare for takeouts. Uh, how did you guys manage to do that? I mean, like, it's complicated for, like, when it, when it comes to the employees, the, the, the Galpon Gaúcho hasn't laid anybody off, which is great for us. And when it comes to the population of Charleston, it's uh, the takeout. We're going to do the bar plates as takeouts. So they're going to have the opportunity of having the proceeding experience at their homes. And of course, this executive order is going into effect tomorrow. So we're going to hear from more restaurants about their reactions coming up at 7 o'clock. Live in downtown Charleston, I'm Paola Tristan-Aruda, Live 5 News. Okay, so yeah, that was Live 5 News. That probably aired uh, Tuesday evening, but the story they have updated it. Or no, yeah, definitely aired yesterday afternoon. Um, and as uh, the reporters, as was mentioned during that report, uh, this went into effect today. So um, as of today, things are just going to cease as normal in terms of visiting your favorite uh, restaurant, um, you know, or you know, you're just going to have to just figure out where, where to kind of change up family, family dining experiences, I guess. Um, but it's great to see local businesses, um, you know, pivot a little bit and try to take what was, typically an in-person dine-in experience, take that and you just change it to takeout or some sort of other pickup experience. We're seeing people really um, rely upon um, all types of like um, digital, I guess, you know, using more social media like myself. I went live on Facebook um, for the first time in a long time um, and also in, on Instagram live just to try to disseminate information. It's been great to see restaurants and other businesses uh, use social media, use digital services or products to also um, communicate what's going on. I love that the uh, manager that was featured in that news clip really prioritized the health, the health and safety of their customers and of their community. And I think a lot of the more, I guess, um, prepared restaurateurs. It's hard to prepare for something we've never been through. So I want to give uh, grace to folks who are having a tough time, um, who are, you know, there's some business owners in denial and, and you know, it, you had to pry, uh, pry, uh, the, uh, the beer <laughs> out of some people's hands. Um, but some folks who are more apt to just go with, you know, kind of just fall in line with these current mandates, you see them really be successful in reaching their customer. Um, and you know, it's all about customer service. Um, but we do, I do want to just, um, I, I hold a very special place in my heart and my head 
for so many workers who are not earning right now. If you do work in hospitality, if you do work in the restaurant industry, um, you're likely a, a low wage or an hourly an hourly um, employee. And this is tough right now. Um, if you don't work, you're not earning. You don't have a salary. And so I'm hoping that uh, the the Senate yesterday, you know, that was great to see um, on a national level. Our Senate uh, pretty much approved the package that the Family First package um, that was crafted in the House. Um, it was great to see our federal leaders say that, hey, this is not big enough, that we're going to continue to support Americans through this tough time, and certain provisions are being made, although not perfect, certain provisions are being made to help families um, economically. We heard also our Treasury Secretary um, mentioned that, you know, folks may be receiving some sort of uh, stimulus check or some sort of help um, in terms of um, we saw the $1,000 check that number thrown out a couple times yesterday. So um, there is an interest and there is um, a lot of enthusiasm around sending folks money now. So I hope that some of the source, some of the resources that have been included in the Family First bill, I hope that it will con- start reaching folks sooner than later. It's also great to read that um, taxes, folks who are worried about filing taxes, I know I was worried about meeting deadlines. It's good to see that now we have more time. We have until June 1st. Um, That's like, what, 90 days? That's important. Um, That's very, very important. Um, Yeah, so um, let me see if there's anything else I wanted to highlight. Again, I didn't want to just read verbatim from the page of the paper, but I did want to, oh yeah, let me go to um, CCSD. So yesterday I had the great um, opportunity to interview someone I consider to be a friend and uh, she's a local educator. Um, She refers to her students as scholars and I love that about her. She also has a social justice ethos and the way she approaches her public school duties as a teacher. And so um, I interviewed Candace Livingston, and um, I just wanted to hear from an educator's perspective, like how are how are these school closings impacting her and and her scholars and their her scholars' families? And so from that conversation, she directed me to um, a number of resources at the CCSD website. Again, that's the Charleston County School District website. Um, and the biggest thing on folks's on a lot of folks' minds um, are the meals, right? So there are a number of grabbing go meals um, being um, being crafted for folks to pick up um, and I'm looking at a menu Candace uh, pointed me to the website and they had a menu posted and again I'll try to provide those links in the description of the show um, so grab and go meals there's a menu for each day um, there's breakfast and lunch I'm gonna go to the list um, as of and this list was revised it says 317. They added, uh, they've added Baptist Hill Middle slash High School and Jane Edwards Elementary Schools. Um, they've been added to the list of grab and go locations. I'm going to read from the website now. Uh, the Charleston County School District Office of Nutrition Services is offering a drive through grab and go style meal service consisting of breakfast and lunch for students at 17 sites within Charleston County School District. Uh, two sites. Uh, are being added. So that was again, Baptist Hill Middle and High School and James Edwards Elementary. Um, And so let me read some important dates and times rather. So it says the following sites have been designated for meal distribution from the hours of 11 o'clock a.m. 
to 1 p.m. Monday through Friday, unless otherwise noted. So those schools include, and I'm going to go ahead and read these schools, um, Baptist Hill Middle and High School, Carolina Voyager Charter Charter School, uh, Charleston Charter School for the Math and Sciences, Charleston County School of the Arts, Charleston Progressive Academy, Chakora Elementary School, E.B. Ellington Elementary School, Harborview Elementary School, Hot Gap Middle School, Jane Edwards Elementary School, 11 o'clock to 12 p.m. for that school, Ladson Elementary School, Lang Middle School, R.B. Stahl High School, Sanders Clyde Elementary School, St. James Santee Elementary Middle School, W.B. Goodwin Elementary School, and West Ashley Middle School. And again, the two schools with different times, um, um, or two schools with times that are different from the rest, um, Baptist, um, Baptist Hill Middle and Jane Edwards, they, they're serving meals from 11 o'clock a.m. to 12 p.m. All of the other schools I read off, they're serving their grab-and-go meals from 11 o'clock a.m. to 1 p.m. So, um, yeah, so make sure you uh, head to the ccsd.com or ccsdschools.com website for more information. Um, and, again, I'll try to provide those links as well so folks can just go ahead and see that. But um, there's a whole menu there as well, so you'll see what, what the school is offering. It says on the menu that CCSD Nutrition Services is offering free breakfast and lunch at participating sites for children 18 years of age and younger. Um, and Wednesday, they have, like, so it's a variety of, like, cereal and yogurt, fruit, um, a pizza kit, you know, like a Lunchables type kit. Um, but we know that this is very important for a lot of folks um, who would typically eat at school and that be probably um, um, either, you know, probably, you know, the best meal or the, the, the more accessible meal they'll have all day. Um, so it's great to um, see that there that those services are being offered. And, and from what I hear from other educators who reached out to me, um, is that a lot of it is like no no questions asked, you know, so the communities is just banding together and making sure that folks have access to that. Um, there are also a host of um, distance learning resources. My conversation with Candice, which you can listen to on SoundCloud um, and on um, iTunes. If, if you look for the Charleston Activist Network and Miked Up, um, the, the show is called Miked Up. Um, our, my conversation with Candice highlighted some of the things that she's relying on. We know that schools are, are the, the Charleston County School District specifically, um, that we know that they have um, had teachers come in both Monday and Tuesday to be in place for kids to come and pick up packets and whatnot. And, and I read that yesterday in yesterday's Post and Courier. Um, we saw that there were schools set up to where parents and families could come, bring the kids in, get their packets, their learning plans for at least two weeks. Um, and also that might have included a Chromebook, but we know that not every home, not every household is equipped with high-speed internet. Um, I myself live on Wadmala Island, and I do have high-speed internet, or I'm using air quotes. I know this is um, <laughs> not a visual medium, but um, yeah, it's hard for me to have access to, you know, like really, really um, 
you know, actual high speed internet. So it could be a challenge for folks in, in more rural areas or areas that struggle with internet connectivity. Um, but it is great to see that the school districts are sending kids home with technology to help them with that. And Candace, what she was um, really good with was um, she mined um, public resources for like public hotspots. Like we know that Xfinity is opening up um, some hotspots so folks can have access to high speed internet or to internet to Wi-Fi because a lot of those Chromebooks and tablets and whatnot, they don't work without, they don't work without Wi-Fi. So, um, yeah. And, uh, so that was a great conversation. I think a lot of folks can learn a lot from that, from a teacher's perspective. And, um, yeah. So, um, I think that's my update for today. Please again, um, check in with the Post and Courier. Um, also shout out to Christian over at the, uh, Holy City Center, Kristen has been my go-to in terms of like whenever I go to Twitter to figure out what's going on with either area businesses, with closings. Um, of course, I go to news sources, but Christian himself is a news source. He's a bona fide news source. Um, and the, his blog that he writes, that he they puts together is amazing. Also, shout out to Paul Bowers, um, who also writes a great newsletter um, called The Brutal South. I think these are excellent resources for folks to really lean into um, while we're all home. Um, Paul is just like, I don't even know how to describe Paul. He was a former reporter with the Post and Courier. I met Paul, um, you know, during an election cycle if not last year, the year before last, uh, you know, a very contentious school board election. And Paul's reporting is was so great. And it's great to see Paul kind of thrive and shine in this other, um, this new aspect of his life where he's, he's awesome. He's writing for other publications. And um, he just released a newsletter um, regarding mental health right now. And that's a huge focus for me. Um, I've reached out to a number of mental health professionals right now because I don't want to just provide content that just says, Hey, this is what you do. This is how you, you know, so this is how you isolate. This is how you self quarantine. I actually want to make sure that folks are, are getting through this, you know, not just in body, but in, in with sound mind as well. Cause it's, it's really hard to just not be social and parks are going to be closing soon. Some parks are still open, but you know, it's going to be hard for folks. And I think mental fitness is important. So um, check out Paul Bowers on Twitter and also his newsletter, The Brutal South. I think it's very interesting. And um, for me, it's hard to describe. I don't know why I'm having trouble, <laughs> but it's it, it just covers so many different um, topics. And he's just a great writer. Um, and again, check out Holy City, uh, Holy City Center. I know you all are probably very much fans of that blog and that Twitter feed and that Facebook presence. So yeah, that's all I have for today. It's a quick update. Uh, I tried to get this done earlier, which is great. Um, and hopefully um, you're listening to this. I don't know what time you're listening to this on OM Radio, but for those who um, uh, are supporters or listener of OM, I want to say again, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for listening with me yesterday. I know it was, ooh, I listen back to it and I'm like, girl, um, but I do appreciate your support and I've gotten so much um, help and encouragement and um, 
I'm going to use that help and, and use that to make better content. And, um, yeah. So if you need to reach out to me, you can find Mika Gadsden, um, on me, Mika Gadsden on Twitter and Instagram. I also run the the platform that is the Charleston Activist Network. It is a platform. It is not um, an organization. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, if you want to have more information, you can definitely check me out on all of those platforms. And until next time, y'all, just stay whole, stay healthy. To my Gullah Geechee folks, y'all, stay black.